Dreams. There are two times to be great, when you feel like it and when you don't. Welcome to the Renewing the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Tyler Sanchez. Joined with me is my dad, Dr. Raul Sanchez. How you doing, Dad? I'm feeling amazing. Like back in the day, NDSU, when we used to say, those who stay will play, those who play will be champions. Once a champion, always a champion. There's the Let's go, baby. Let's go. On this podcast, we teach you how to flip your mindset by talking through our three pillars, which are renew your perspective, move towards uncertainty, and find what's awesome about that in every situation. If you missed last week's episode, you can head over to any platform that you listen to podcasts on and check us out by searching Renewing the Mind Podcast. Or if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, head over to YouTube and uh, we got all of our recent episodes up there. Last week, we talked about what's awesome about that COVID edition. And uh, you want to hit on the three things we talked about in that episode? Yeah. We talked about rebooting your energy, rebooting your time so that you can reboot your values. Yep. It was a good one. So applies to, you know, thriving in the midst of quarantine and COVID rather than just kind of barely making it through how we can be better after all of this ends. Correct? 100%. Sweet. All right. Before we jump into today's content. We have a segment we like to call what, 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 what's awesome about that. It's looking at every situation, regardless of if it's good or bad, or you thought it was good or bad and finding what's awesome about that in the midst of maybe a bad or terrible situation. You got a what moment? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the what moment is Tavian is home. He's studying. He's still doing online work for Creighton and he's got these study breaks. Um, so he's bored, right? So that sucks. And he can't go out because we're kind of holding him down. Don't let him go do anything with the whole quarantine stuff. So um, his boredom is our awesome gain. Because in his boredom, what he's doing is he's renewing his passion for cooking. So he's been cooking us dinners. He's been cooking us desserts. And Tavian's always had this one-on-one love with mom, with Stacy doing baking. They've always baked some of mama's recipes and stuff like that. And so what's happened now is he's kind of developed some scone recipes, some dessert cake recipes. And every time I come home, like there's new desserts on the table. Yeah. So in his his boredom. Chip scones, they're delicious. Yes. uh, Unfortunately, they're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. I, uh, he gave me one for my whole house and I said, Dave, do you got any more? And he's like, no. So we ate them all. And I was like, dude, how many did you make? Like just 10 or 12? He said, no, like the batch was like 48. Yeah. I, I, (laughs) I remember that I remember dividing when we had 35. We're trying to divide them by us because everybody's Dude, hoarding. You guys ate, I mean, they're not huge scones, granted. They are some little, like a little, but still. Yeah, you guys was, gave me one and had 48 scones for the I ain't going to lie. I put butter on them. I put peanut butter on them, put honey on them. Wow. Like I was, I was hurting. Sweet. So he's found uh, what's awesome about that. Just, you know, picking up his love for baking and cooking. Yeah. I had his uh, pasta, what, last Sunday? Yeah. Oh, man. He made shrimp and chicken. Yes. Yeah, that was delicious. And he made yeah. gluten-free too. for Yeah, Alicia. and then he made gluten-free for Alicia. Yeah. So, so cool. I think that's something we all can try to do is, you know, I think we talked about that in the last couple of episodes is trying to just try something new, find something new, you just, know. Just jump in and push. Yep. I yep. like it. Well, that's today good. we're talking about resilient kids. This is going to be a series we're going to go through. Um, this is going to be part one of a three-show series. And so today in the Resilient Kids series, we're talking about Grow to Greatness. Grow to Greatness. Yep. So Resilient Kids, part one, Grow to Greatness. The three points we're going to hit on tonight, or sorry, today, is process over perfection, pushing over forcing, and following over leading, and then how we as adults can implement that into our children, 
And then, you know, if you don't have kids, this is something that if you're not doing as a person, you can apply these things to your life, right? 100%. Even if you're like a teenager, you're a college kid, you're a young adult, uh, you're married, no kids, and your wife's pregnant. Like these are things for everybody because they're growth mindset pieces. Yep. So we're coming at it from the angle as if you're a parent, this is what you want to instill in your kids. If you don't have kids, you just start instilling this in yourself. Correct. Because then you'll be the model. The other thing I want to talk about too is that... um, Sometimes we don't have to be uh, perfect at these things to be able to teach them to our kids. Correct. So sometimes I hear some of these things and I go, well, I don't even do that for myself. How am I going to pass it on to my kid? And in the midst of that, we have to learn that I need to be doing this as well as teaching that to my child. So I don't have to know these three things and be able to be a, an expert in my life to be able to pass it on. I can be learning these three things for the first time as I'm also teaching my kids, right? Yeah, this is 100%. This is just like... Uh, teachers, doctors, right, who don't have their physical game in place yet, they can still be amazing teachers. That's that's a procedural knowledge. Like I can know what to do and then an execution knowledge. I haven't done it yet, but I can still teach what to do. Yep. What about you got kids that are older This still applies to that? Still applies. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because when they ask you a question, you can just say, hey, honey, maybe it's like this or maybe maybe you should do this. I don't do this but you have the ability to do this. You're younger, you're more fit, whatever. So don't feel like just because your kids are older or out of the house, you can't still try to instill some of these things or you've missed it. Right. All right, let's jump into it. Number one, uh, process over perfection. Talk to us about that. Okay, so so this whole concept of growth mindset has been made public basically through the research of Dr. Uh, Carol Dweck, uh, D-W-E-C-K. She has a great book called Mindset. Um, I believe it was probably pushed out 2012. Um, And basically her research is this, when kids hit a wall, and specifically there are fourth graders who took a sixth grade math test, 100% of people failed. Then they gave them questionnaires and asked what, you know, how they felt. And then they kept giving them more chances. And really the class split in two. And there were people who thought, every time you give me the same test, you're just trying to prove how big of a failure I am. So in their successive attempts at the test, they cheated, they blew up, they lied, and they just became nasty. Okay. You just keep making me feel stupid. You're just trying to hurt me on purpose. Yep. Like you're ridiculous. I hate you. You're ruining my life. Now there's the other half of the class that said, wait, you gave me a sixth grade test. Why? I just wanted to see what you could do. Oh, well then give it to me again. And then they take the test again. And as long as they can see some progress, like they got a 41, now they got a 46 and they're like, give it to me again, give it to me again, bring it. Those people, the growth mindset concept is every opportunity you give me, I'm growing. I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. Like, watch out world. Here I come. That's the issue. That's how simple this is. People all the time say, well, how, how come I know what to do, but I can't do it? Well, it's the procedural knowledge brain versus the execution brain. Okay. But the engine between those two people is the simple growth mindset piece that says, give me another chance. Now in your strength area, like think about golf for you. If I beat you, which I can never sometimes happened. never still happened. do. No. Okay, not let's since, be real. Not when, since eighth grade. No. When I get inside your head, I just start asking you questions. No. You fall apart. There's a difference between getting no. in your head and actually. Yeah, yeah. No, and then you're like, dad, stop. And actually cheating. Noonan. <laughs> Noonan. Okay. Listen, okay. If, this is. If okay. you're a golfer, you cannot yell, scream, or put the cart in reverse to make it go in the middle of my stroke. <laughs> Bro, my foot just goes off the pedal. In the middle of my swing. <laughs> Okay. That's called Look, cheating. Okay, time out. And okay. I'm putting and you go in the middle. That's cheating. <laughs> there are some times I cheat. That's why when you that, go to the professional thing, they yeah. hold up the little quiet signs. Yes, I got you. 
So in the middle of your stroke, I will admit that's cheating. You, okay. What? That's what you do. Sometimes. Or you'll tell someone that. else to do it and then say, oh, I didn't do it. Guilty, anything. guilty. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes when you're ahead by like six strokes, I mean, I, I got to pull it out. But here's the deal. When, when we're walking and I'm like, bro, you're getting close to that boundary. I mean, yeah, yeet. You're pretty, you better watch out, bro, because I ain't no, giving you a ball. That stuff doesn't affect me. It does. No. It does. Let's go. You, right you know, now. you know this. You Let's know this. Go after the show. You know this. When you play some of your homies, you're like, bro, I can get into people's heads. I'm like, yeah, but, oh, oh, wait, wait. But you can't oh, get into time my out. Head. That's oh wait, that's no. wait. I thought you said that that was uh cheating. No. I thought you said that that was illegal. No, no, what I'm I'm not saying So okay, truth be told with the camera on. Do you get into people's heads when you play golf with them? Yeah, but I don't Oh, well, listen, let's, go. let's go. I don't What's up? Listen, I don't cheat. Okay. I say things thing. like, "Hey, you're probably going to miss this putt." And then when they go up to putt, I don't say anything. You go, "You're going to miss this putt." And then as I'm putting, you're like, "Told you as I'm about to hit the ball." <laughs> That's Dude, cheating. it's off. You ain't got no English on that thing. This no, ain't pool. No, you got to let the whole thing go. No, just admit. I, I, you get into people's heads because I've taught you how to do it really right. well. I get into people's heads. Okay, it's okay. No, I'm better than you in golf. Okay. Process over perfection. Back to this. Process so over the perfection. question I have is that, so the class immediately split, right? Correct. One one part, or sorry, part of the class said like, you're trying to do this to hurt me. The other class, the other part said, I want to grow. Correct. So that's just born in people. That's just something that their parents have taught. Like, how is that? Because that's natural. Yeah. Right? Some of us go, okay, you told me I can't do it. Man, I can't do it. Yeah. And I am a loser. Some other, and other people go, you told me I can't do it. Watch, I'm going to prove you wrong. Correct. And so that's really into your strength. So before I got off topic, as you go into golf, let's just say your buddy, Paul, he beats you. Never happened. hundred percent. You're going to say, bro, let's run it back every time. Right. Because that's your strength. Okay. If you're in your strength, you're going to go, give it to me again. Give me another shot. Bring it back because you want another opportunity because you know you're so close. Okay. Flip it. If it's in your weakness, like somebody takes you to play some game you never played, like cricket, and they kill you, you're going to be like, uh, who wants pizza? You're just out. You're checked. See, but I don't, I think some people are, but to me, I want to, I would then go, all right, let me play again because I'm going to learn. Okay, so this is back to your question. Go to like me playing the piano. Okay, there, perfect. Naturally, okay, okay in your strength, we have a natural growth process, yep. which is give it to me again. Naturally, in our weakness or our struggle, we want to punt. We want to push away from it and be like, bro, I can't believe you made me try that. Yep, I get okay. that. Okay, okay. Now, because who you are and because who I am, you've been pushed through that process. And so even if it's someplace like cricket or something you've never played before, or when we make up a ghetto game at home and it's a new thing you've never heard of, you know, remember that time you came over, we had that little flip gymnastics dude. We're trying to make him land on his feet. Yeah. We stood there for like hours trying to make it so you can land it two in a row. Yep. Okay. You've been processed through your childhood of like, give it to me again. Let's go. Give it to me again. Because if you stop and walk away, you eat that pain forever. Okay. If you keep going, keep going, keep going, you end on a positive. That's fun. You just like, okay, that was cool. Do you see the difference? Yep. So that's what I want you to understand is like, as we push through these pieces, there's three quick pieces. You have to understand it's in the process. Do I want it again? Let's go for it back. Or do I want to quit? Like this is anything like me making the ribs on the new pellet grill. Like, you know, first time I got the green mountain, like they didn't come out that good. Right. And then they it's like, dry. You, they were dry. You mastered that process. And then Nick can attest at Christmas, we had three racks and I had them because I'd be there for the all weekend. Man, that was like bones. Once again, you made the ribs when I wasn't here. And when I got here, we got frozen pizza. Just want to state for the record. Okay. Fact. So uh, in Sorry, this, bro. 
in this you moment, a process over perfection, <laughs> we found out you're a cheater and you don't feed me well. Okay. Uh, clearly. Uh, process is key. So pushing through the, the process, um, getting them to figure it out. You know, one of the things I like to make Stella do is to try new things because I want yes. her to process the idea of um, feeling uncomfortable feeling like she has failed, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit in that process. Mm-hmm. There's that whole thing rather than just trying to be good or successful or win. Um, and we're going to kind of get to jump it down into that, in, into the pushing over forcing. Anything else on process over perfection? Yeah. Yeah. So um, one more thing, when you think about the process, here's the picture I want in your head. This is the picture. Think back to the very first Fast and Furious. First of all, that changed the world, that changed the culture, Amazing. that changed the game of a crew, a squad, a team, yeah. all of it. Okay, the part that I just think about it and it makes me die laughing is the first time he had a 10-second car, Brian, the, you know, okay, and, and he's racing and he gets Dom to the end and he comes out and his car's all jacked and he comes out of the car with the biggest, you can Google it, he comes out with a car yeah. with the biggest smile in the world and he's looking at all these crowd and everybody's like, ooh, because he blew up a car and Dom's walking around, he's like, dude, I almost had you and Dom's like, what? Bro, you didn't even have your car. And he's still, he's still all yeet yeah. because he's like, dude, do you realize how close I was? What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Here's the, here's the growth mindset. So close. Almost. Yet. Because, man, just give me another shot. Man, I'm on your heels, bro. Just like, ooh, I know you're scared. Right? You don't want to run it back. Do you yep. see the concept here? Yep. So now when you think about what, after this show and you're like, man, how can I win? How can I do this? Just think back to that video. Think back to that movie. When he gets out of the car, he failed. He lost a 10-second car. And now he owes Dom a 10-second car. Double failure. Why is a dude happy? Because all the dudes behind him wants to be second. Do you and, get it? And he, and he knows he was that close. And he knows he's that close. And he's, he's, he's a beginner. He's in the game. He's like, bro, I've just been here for like six months and I'm already on your tail. So let's go. So if we're not there, how do we get there? How do we get to flip that mindset in our, what, what's some things we can do? Okay. Let's say you finished in that exact same scenario. Let's say you finished 12th and you're like, dang, I wish I was Brian. Right. What you have to do is go back and you extract out the wins. Like, okay, I got 12 because I'm a beast at something. What did I win? What did I do? So basically, what am I good what at? about the, that process? That's exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. That. Sweet. All right. Next All step. Right. Pushing over forcing. This is a tough one because I hear yeah. this a lot, especially as a youth pastor. You know, we get a lot of parenting questions. Um, you know, do I force my kids just simply from my end? You know, do I force them into church? Do I force them to go to their sports? Do I force them to go to a camp or convention? Do, yeah. do I let them just figure it out on their own? Pushing over forcing, what do we what do we do? Push. You push win push wins all the time. And here's the difference between push and force. Okay. If I force you to do something, I'm saying you're doing this or else. Okay. I'll do it, but I'll do it with resentment. The resentment builds up. And now I'm going to secretly disobey and get away from you and get out from under you because you don't understand me. Okay. So the push is how do you as a professional get somebody on your team? to push harder without forcing. Those are called incentives, okay. right? Yep. And I want my team to grow. How do I do that? 
I incentivize them. Hey, the next person who gets this many sales in this area, here's what you win. The next person who does this, here's what you win. The next person who sells so many gift cards or something, here's what you win. Now, if you think about the push piece, you also have to understand I'm pushing because it's a family value thing. Back to our last show, I'm pushing value. So in a, specifically in a church scenario, I'll push my kid to go to youth because I want them to hear the youth pastor. I want them to mingle with kids who don't have it together, but are struggling together. Somebody who can just be honest with themselves and says like, dude, I ain't perfect. Like, man, uh, to be honest, like, and people do it secretly. Like I struggle with looking at like, uh, clicking on the wrong link. You know what I'm saying? Like I struggle with, nobody comes out and says, Hey, I have a porn problem, but they'll say it in a way that they can get acceptance from somebody else. So we want somebody to have that. So we're going to push them because I'll incentivize. Like, I tell you what, if you go to youth, I'll, I'll give you 20 bucks a week. Or if you go to youth, I'll give you an extension on your game time. I'll give you an extra four hours this week. That's okay. Or if you go, I'll do your chores that week. Every week you go or I'll take out the girl, I'll mow for you. Now, what you're doing is you're incentivizing your child to go because they're going to take that data and that data will be with them forever. Okay. When you force, they go and they sit with their arms closed and they, they ain't having it. Now we can say, well, at least they're picking up something true, but they're also picking up resentment. And now we just have to hope that the lessons outweigh the resentment. Yep. And for a lot of people, you know, I know their resentment outweighs their lessons. That's, That's not true. what we want. Okay. They shoved down their throat or they were forced to. They were forced to. So the, yep. that resentment thing. Okay. So the thing I want you to think about is if you force somebody to do something they've never done before, it's a fail all day. Okay. Like if I forced you to do piano lessons, you that would be terrible for Awful. us. The worst thing I could think about. Right. So think about our fights trying to get you to do the dishes. And it wasn't until I went to a conference and I heard a dude say, if you're fighting over chores, you're doing it wrong. And, you know, I'm pretty stubborn. So I'm like, what's this dude got on me? Like, mm -hmm. what? And then as I saw the research and I saw what he was saying, we came home and I'm like, okay, I'll let you walk off or walk away from dishes if you pick one other thing that you do every week. And that's when you pick the bathrooms. And I was like, I don't know why I did that. What? You'd rather clean toilets and clean dishes? It was a terrible day. Terrible decision on my part. No, but listen, I pushed you to come up with an answer because I didn't get it. I thought you were just being stubborn. Like, you're just fighting for the sake of fighting because I do that sometimes, okay? So I'm like, and this is the most ridiculous part of genetics. I hate this about me, and now you're doing this. Yep. And finally, you said, look, because we had, we had Married for Life then. And you're like, dude, I can get dishes done in 15 minutes and play Halo. And then when you guys have your Bible study and there's 200 pieces of dishes, that takes me 15 hours. And then it hit me. I was like, dang, that's true. Sometimes sometimes you do dishes and it's like, whoosh, and sometimes you do dishes and then you feel like you're at a restaurant. Yeah. You did enchiladas and the cheese is <laughs> yeah. fried to the plate. Yeah. And you were like, like what, 12? Yeah. We're fighting over this. No. And it was the first piece for me, like, man, why am I forcing this? So instead I pushed you to pick something else. You did bathrooms and we, and we fought over just like what you do in it. But like, hey, you forgot the mirror. And once we got that system down of we agreed on what the system was, we never fought about it. Okay. So- the, when you think about this piece, okay, push versus force, you can't force somebody to do something they don't want or that's not in their wheelhouse without incentivizing. If you incentivize it, it becomes a push. Okay, so right now with Valencia being home and doing this online Zoom stuff, uh, you know, in her school district, they got a lot of stuff and she has to click in and then send it in. And if she doesn't send it in, her teachers email Stacy and say, hey, this she missed this. And so what we found out is, you know, Stacy's working, doing billing, and so and Tavian's working, so she's kind of on her own. Stacy will check in with her, so we're trying to make her independent. What we found out is, like, some of her friends are done noon, 1230, because they text her and say, hey, do you want to get on uh, Minecraft? Okay? 
And so she's telling me, hey, can I, can I play Minecraft for a while and then do my homework later? And the answer, no, you, you know, our concept is work first, then play. So I said to her, hey, if you can get done by noon, I'll bonus you 30 minutes of Minecraft time. The, she hasn't missed a day. And she, she was taken till 2.30, 3 o'clock. One Tavian, day I called and she was on a, still at like 4. Yeah. Tavian's like, Dad, you better get on her. She's messing around. She's laying on the couch. She's messing with Sadie. Sometimes I see her reading a book out on the porch. She's just been using that freedom. Yeah. You know, and those of you who have two parents at work, like that's, that's, the part, that's part of the drill. And so now I can force her by saying, listen here, you know, you're going to do this or else. And then she'll just get sneaky. Or I can sit her down and be like, look, if your friends can get it done by noon, I know you're smart. You can get it done by noon. How about this? I'll give you 30 minutes if you can get done by noon. She's like, on what? Like on your games with your friends. Really? So when they text, I can hop on. It's like, if your work's done, right? So here's how this works. She's had enough growth process now to get it. Yesterday, she actually called me and said, call me as soon as you can. So in between clients, I call her and I say, hey, what's up? She says, hey, I turned in an assignment. I got a 70. She's like, so uh -huh. do I have to redo that one? Yes, you have to redo that one. She's like, dad. But I already turned it in. I'm like, okay, so here's the deal. I want you to email your teacher, ask her if you can redo it. Then when it's done, then you can still get your time. And she's like, but what if I don't get it done by noon? I was like, that's okay. You'll get it done by 12.15 or something. How long does one assignment take you? She's like, okay, right? A little bit later, I get a text back and she says, hey, I got 100%. I'm using my time. So I asked her when I got home, I was like, hey, how did that, how did that go? She said, the teacher said I could redo it. And she goes, I already knew most of the answers. So, but see, she's trying to get done fast and she just buzzes through and then she fails or has a C, yeah. right? So we've got incentivizes on grades too. Not that grades matter that much, but what matters is the process, right? I don't care so much about like a B versus a C. I care the fact that she buzzed through and didn't put her all. So that's the part that I care about, right? Well, she got a C because she didn't try. Not she got a C because she buzzed. She's yeah. just like trying to get done because now she wants to play, yeah. right? Like, man, if I can get done by noon, what if I go super fast? I can get done by 11, like that kind of thing. Yep. Do you get it? So now I push her with incentives and sometimes, and you know, this was as the kids get older, I start to ask kids incentives like, okay, well, if you could get done by noon, what would you want? Yep. Like Tavian, like wants these $600 cleats. I'm exaggerating, but right. And I'd be like, okay, so tell me what you're going to give me back if I get those cleats for you. Like, how are we going to barter this? Mm -hmm. And then they would come up with an idea. Right. So that's the, that push piece. Which has changed since I was in high school. Cause my incentives was like. If you get a C, your butt's whooped or you're grounded for like nine years. So, yes. you know what I'm saying? I like the the growth on your end to like, you know, yeah, this is, after I left the house, you know. I agree with you. But I'm just saying like, you know how technology changes, yeah, yeah. dads change too. Good. So there's growth in like, that as well. Yeah. You get halo minutes when you get an A and you get a spanking if you get a D. And grounded for months. And grounded. Yeah, and now grounded, I, was, I think and, I was grounded my whole sophomore year. No, Valencia will still get grounded if she gets an F. Ask her. Okay. Right. I think I got grounded when I got a 90, but anyways, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was that one time, one of the things that we talked about, and I think we talked about this on a couple, uh, shows back was helping overcome the barriers. Yeah. Um, cause I was I called you and asked about pushing Stella to do dance or not when it went from, uh, in-person dance class to zoom dance class. She hated it. Yeah. correct. So, you know, you, you basically just told me like, you have to push them to something they love that. If something is stopping them, Correct. so you gave me the analogy of like, if there's a barrier in front of them, that's stopping them from doing something they love, you have to help them get over that barrier. You're, I'm not forcing her or pushing her to do something that she doesn't already love. That's she right. loves dance and I'm just pushing her to do dance in a different way because the fear of zoom is what was stopping her. 
Correct. I love that. I think as parents, there's things that we know our kids do and love and want to love, but maybe they're just tired or maybe they have a fear of there's a new person in class or a new teacher, but you know what the core of who they are, yes. that's a passion and even a strength for them. And that's where we kind of lean into it. Correct. I like that. Yeah, correct. And that can, that can be transitioned into food too. Like if your kid likes mashed potatoes, then you go to a restaurant and there's mashed potatoes, but they look different. Yep. You can just, these are things you love. Or if it's just a baked potato, it looks different. You have to get them to transition because if you don't get them to grow, they can never become great. Yep. So you have to get them to grow in the positions that they like. Like if she's never had a potato in her life, just try to get her to taste it. You can't force a potato she's never had before. But you're, you're getting a kid, you're pushing a kid who loves potatoes to try a different type of potato. Yep. That's, that's a push. Lucky. it. Yeah. All right. Number three, uh, following over leading. This is a huge one. Um, and I know when we were in our team discussing it, a couple of us brought this idea up, like, do we force kids just to be the leader, the constant leader, you know, to lead their friends and their peers? Um, or is it okay to teach a kid to be a follower? But then, you know, society kind of sometimes looks down upon people that just follow when we have like this negative, uh, mindset when it comes to following, like, oh, we're just, you know, the lambs going into slaughter and follow in line. And, yeah. um, there's just a, a weird thought behind following and leading. And then, you know, if, if we hear people say, oh, I'm going to train my kid to be a leader, the flip side of that is bullying and pushing and, you know, rude kids. So it's like, talk to us about that. The idea is this, if you jump into a new thing, like you playing the piano and you playing the guitar or something, there's no way you're going to jump and be a leader. It's impossible. You can't jump from zero to hero. It doesn't happen. Um, so the concept that you have to find somebody you like, a guru that you've attached to, an influencer that you want to be like resemble and then you start to copy that person's game that's the follower piece now yeah. every single leader has to be an incredible follower if you have a kid who leads you have to pull them back a little bit and get them to understand following like look there's followers and people who want to be like you but you can't be rude to them etc and you also have to say like hey who else do you want to be like so even if i'm the best baseball player on the team i still have to find a hitter that i'm going to resemble after because at some point my game's going to level out and I have to find somebody to climb against. Yep. Like I'm going to try to be like him. Okay. And here's the concept. We are all leaders. We are all followers. So in our specific, you know, RTM podcast team, you are a guru in your lane. Bryce is in his lane. Nate is in his lane. I'm in my lane. And when we have an area in that situation, we go to that guru. Hey, Nate, what do you think about the picture? Yep. Hey, Bryce, how does this sound? Hey, Ty, what do you think about the script? Okay. And people have to understand you're not going to have a leader who leads all day, every day, and just be some kind of, you know, guru because that dude will be alone. And there are plenty of people in the world who are billionaires and lonely. They've been through several failed relationships. Their kids won't go hang out with them, but everybody just checks in to get cash. Okay. That dude's just a cash cow. Here's the thing you have to jump in and follow because the whole thing, especially for a kid, they understand words kind of but they don't understand the meaning and how words tie together, how words actually change the body. So what they do is they follow vision. They follow, follow pictures. So if they can follow somebody, visualize somebody uh, like an influencer, like, you know, Stella and Valencia, like they have their slime people they follow yeah, YouTube. on YouTube. So that's who you want to make sure if my kid's going to follow that person, I want to make sure I agree with what that person's saying. Yep. I remember okay. when uh, I was growing up and uh, Three Ninjas came out. Yes. And that series was all out. And I remember one night I, I watched it and then I was just, you know, doing 
you know what I'm saying, doing my ninja moves in the living room. Mm-hmm. And mom and you, I just remember a conversation you guys had and she just quickly said like, he can't watch this before he goes to bed. And then that yes. that stuck with me forever that you guys said every time I watched that, I just became aggressive and wanted to, you know, you know, karate chop some stuff. Yes. And I never understood that until, but it stuck with me yeah. until I have kids. And there's certain things that I can't, Stella can't watch before she goes to bed because it, it just fires her up. Yes. She's too crazy or wild. She sees it and then she imitates that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, I, I know um, there's cartoons you didn't let Valencia watch yes. that because after she watched it, she became more whiny. Yes. Or, you know, more aggressive or rude. And I couldn't I couldn't watch Rugrats. Yes. You know, that that's that's a visual picture of, you know, kids seeing something, watching it, and then following it. Yeah. Yeah. Like for for Valencia, that show you're talking about is Caillou. Yeah, Caillou. Caillou, because when Valencia watches it, she literally, she literally everything we've worked on to make her resilient, literally just like pull a string and this like wool sweater starts to fall apart. She's like, I can't butter my toast. And I'm like, okay, so you ripped a hole in it. What are we gonna do about it? I can't do it. And I'm like, that show's over. Like we're done. Yep. You know? Yep. And a lot of parents don't understand how big that influence is. Okay. Do you remember why? Okay. So you used to ninja kick mom, stuff like that. Cause I think mom was kind of like more like your size and you just go after mom with these three ninja yeah. moves. <laughs> why not? But do you remember the song we used to chant? We're brushing our teeth. I, I, I messed up too, because I'm trying to fire you up with the music. You remember that song? Yeah. Rocky loves Emily. Yes. Like, Rocky loves Emily. We were brushing your teeth yeah. and we were like doing prayers. That was the best show ever. <laughs> I tried to get it on a, on a streaming uh, platform. But I had no idea that there. singing a song and like dancing and I was trying to put you in a good mood to go to sleep. And then you're up there like we could hear you karate kick in the air and yeah. stuff. So I'm yeah, like, uh, those shows. we can't do that at bedtime. I right? think it was called Knuckle Up was <laughs> the last one I think I had. Uh, uh, one of the things on, yes. on following and leading is, you know, with this whole resilient thing for, for children is you know we basically want to try to teach our children that when life doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, they're able to push through, right? Yeah. And that's at the core of resilient. That's at the core of our two times. There's two times to level up when life's going great and when you're under COVID. There's two times to level up when you made the, ch- the cheerleading team and when you're a runner up. And that that speaks to successful people in general. Yes. Right. I mean, the, the, the ability to adapt and to change, you know, that was one of the things that Stella has now it's okay but yeah. it's 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 a struggle for her that when she's very routine and when her routine is thrown off it affects her day and she can't she struggles to adapt Correct. and i picked that up at four and so if we pick that up at four and try to kind of navigate that now you know what's that going to be like if we don't ever talk about it when she's 16 and something goes wrong or her Correct. routine's thrown off um that's kind of the core what we're getting to right is that's not absolutely. to just be kids that can just plug and do whatever and grind but like to adapt in the midst of a ever-changing world. Correct. So the most important piece is you have to be resilient and resilient is you always take a step back, analyze your, renew your perception, right? Renew your perspective. Then you move toward the uncertainty and then you find what's awesome. That's the same process we use in everything we do in life. So take Stella, who's very routinized. Then as a kid, she should be. You have routines because that thrives kids. Yep. Okay. But now if too much routine, now she gets she gets hurt. If her routine breaks, if we don't do anything like that, she'll be OCD ish and she'll go for like, uh, an incentive at work or like she'll go for a promo a promotion and she won't get it. And then she's like, this company sucks. They don't have my back. So she'll quit yep. a resilient person. Okay. Now we check this in and four and we start to push her through to try new things and she becomes more resilient, which is more elastic, right? She can, she can bend and stretch and push and we have our resilient 
picture, which is a ball with rubber bands around it so we can stretch and bounce back. She'll go for the job. She still won't get it, but she won't give up on the process. She'll be like, man, I'm so close. Okay. So if this girl just gets in and she's not retiring for a while, what else can I do? She'll keep mastering that process and then she'll jump in a different angle. So I'm going here. I didn't get it. I'm going to renew my perspective. I'm going to take a different angle. I'm going to go for this position, but I'm still mastering that process. I still don't get it. I'm going to go back this position. Okay. Now I landed it. Now I have that process that I've just learned and I take that process to a new level now. And now I'm a really good supervisor. Yeah, I think, it's the same thing. I think the uncertainty is the biggest piece in this part is that that process is uncertain. And that's what I think what we struggle with a lot. Yeah, but this is the dumbest thing in the world. Okay, so we got popcorn. We all like popcorn. So you put it in, hit a popcorn button on the microwave. We just had this conversation with Valencia last week because she put in a small little personal bag and it's cooking. And I hear her panic. Mom, do I take it out at 20? Hurry, it's 18, 17. Stacy's like, take it out. It's burning. Take it out. She's like, but when? Take it out. Okay. You can put popcorn in the microwave and it's uncertain. Is it going to be burnt? Is it going to smell? Is it going to be dry? Is it going to be fluffy and buttery? That's an uncertain process, but nobody thinks about it. You, you, You make a meal, you put ribs on the grill. Everything we do is uncertain. You go to your favorite shop. Okay. So we like Jerry's pizza and sometimes you get pizza and it's like, man, I'm, I'm full, but I'm gonna go get another pizza. Other times you get it, you're like, man, it probably sat out a little too long. We were late getting it or whatever. You're like, it was good, but it wasn't amazing. It's everything is uncertain, but why do we get stuck when something in front of us is uncertain? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that takes away our hope. If I'm like, I'm going to go get Jerry's, it's going to be fire. That's, I got hope, right? I'm going to make popcorn. That's going to take delicious. I have hope. But as soon as somebody says, no, you can't go to work. No, you're locked inside. Like, no, you have to wear a mask. It takes away my hope. But that thing doesn't take away my hope. My hope is still there. I have to renew my perspective to get past it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it. Let's go, man. Sweet. All right. Well, Dr. Sanchez, as Marshawn Lynch said. Go take care of your mentals. Go take care of your mentals. Manage your mentals. You got to manage our mentals moment this week, an action step or takeaway that we can apply to our life. So this is a, this is a behavioral piece with a mental piece. The first thing is, whatever that thing is you've been contemplating, Whatever that thing is you wrote down during quarantine and you're like, man, I really want to learn this. Your day is today. The day you hear this podcast right now, as you hear my voice, I want you to jump in. I don't care what it is. Take ballet. I don't care if it's wash your car. I don't care if it's make some uh, you know, fajitas. I don't care. Jump in. And as you jump, I want you to make a sticky note. And you're going to put three words on it. The first word is almost, right? Dude, I almost had you, right? The second word is so close. Like, Ty, you're so close to getting me, bro, in golf, but I'm just saying, okay? The last one is like, Bryce, you ain't me yet, but keep climbing, okay? Yet. Yet. Okay. Got it? Almost, so close, yet. If you master those three words, you jump in, you won't quit. I love it. I mean, that's what we do with this podcast. That's great. We started and every single week we come back and we're like, man, that's better. It's better. It's better. It's getting better. And we go back to the first episode and we hear the sound and the video and even my thumbnails. Right. It just, it's not as good as it is now. So it's that, that process Correct. over perfection is what we got to we gotta accomplish in this show. Correct. Sweet. Before you leave and continue with your morning, afternoon, or evening, we just want to remind you once again that there's two times to be great when you feel like it and when you don't. Tune in next week as we talk about Resilient Kids Part 2. Yes. As you talk about gross. Gross. Like when you jump in, it looks ugly. That's the piece. Okay. Okay. It's not going to be pretty at first. I love it. So we're going to break that down. Perfect. If we talked about anything today that spoke to you on any level, please leave us a review. 
And if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel and ring that bell. Then leave us a comment, any questions or thoughts regarding the show. And then also we talked, we kind of want to hear some of you guys' WAP moments. So if you got a WAP moment, man, on Facebook or YouTube, anywhere you're watching or listening to, if you got a clip, write down in the comments. Just give us a WAP moment so we can be encouraged. Other people, other listeners can hear your WAP moments and just be encouraged of always finding what's awesome about that. All right. We love you. Before you <laughs> Let's go. Here, renew renew your, your mind, baby. Move towards uncertainty and find what's awesome about that in every situation. We love you. Have a great day. Peace. See ya. I had to realize what's inside of me. For all of the people that lied to me. For all of the people that said I would fall off. Oh, boy, what a time to be alive. I wrote this for everyone. Feel like they counted out. You need to look in the mirror. Tell yourself it's time to be who I am now. Greatness. <laughs>